Isaiah chapter 61, tonight, verse number 1, this is what it says. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. And he has set me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, this garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. I want to preach tonight, if you'll notice there where he said, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me. Let's preach tonight on a needed anointing a needed anointing father lord jesus touch us for the next few moments god by the power of the holy ghost tonight would you just have your way would you just move by your spirit move by your power god create an appetite in here tonight a holy hunger oh mighty god hunger pains tonight lord oh hallelujah that we would hunger and thirst after righteousness and after the holy ghost God, how we need it in the church today and how we need it in our life. I pray that you'd just manifest it and God, that it would be evident in these altars tonight as God, folks, will seek you, Lord. God, do it tonight, I pray, in Jesus' wonderful name. Everybody said amen. You may be seated tonight. The description of the Messiah and His anointing relate to His mission and His ministry. And we find here that Jesus applied these verses to himself when he began his ministry. And in order to fulfill his ministry, and in order to fulfill his mission, he was anointed with the Holy Ghost. How many believe that Jesus was full of the Holy Ghost? How many know if he was full of the Holy Ghost, we need to be full of the Holy Ghost? He was anointed, the Bible says, to preach the gospel to the poor, to the meek. To the afflicted. He was anointed to send healing and binding up the spiritually sick and the broken hearted. He was anointed to break the bonds of evil and proclaim freedom from sin and satanic dominion. He was anointed for the opening of the spiritual eyes of the lost. That they might see the light of the gospel and be saved. How, how many know that there was something about Jesus that everywhere he went, the Bible said he went about doing good. In other words, everywhere he was, everywhere he went, he was anointed. And because of the anointing of the Holy Ghost that was upon him, if he walked into a room and something was broke, it got fixed before he left. If he walked into a place or a situation and there was blind eyes there, they were able to see before he left. If he was walking around somebody that could not hear, amen, that was deaf and dumb, amen, they were able to speak and they were able to hear before he left. There was something about Jesus. If things were, amen, undone, amen, he could put them back together. But it was the anointing of the Holy Ghost that helped him fulfill that mission and fulfill, amen, that ministry, amen, that he did tonight. And how many know, amen, 
amen, that in the year of 2001, amen, we too have a mission and we too have a purpose. The church has a ministry. The church has a mission to fulfill. Amen. We've been given a mandate by God and we've been given a commission from the Lord. And the only way that we're going to be able to fulfill that mission and do the ministry that God's called us to do, we're going to have to have the power of the Holy Ghost tonight. Can you say amen? You see, the anointing expresses the sanctifying influences of the Holy Ghost upon Christians who are priests and kings unto God. In other words, if you're saved tonight and you know that you're covered by the blood of the Lamb, you have been made a priest unto God. We have become oracles. We are instruments of God. Amen. We are priests of God. We are tools in His hand tonight. But how many know, amen, that the only way we're going to be able to fulfill the purpose of an instrument, the only way we can fulfill, amen, the, the working of a tool in His hand, amen, and be able to be a priest and an oracle of God, we are going to have to have the baptism of the sweet Holy Ghost in our soul tonight. I like what Vance Havner said, a great pioneer of Pentecost, when he said the preacher may storm, the teacher may strive, the Christian worker may sweat, but without the anointing tonight, he said it is all to no avail. Oh, what we need in our churches, what we need in our pulpits, what we need playing the music, what we need singing in the microphones, what we need teaching our Sunday school classes, what we need praising God in the pews is a people that's anointed by the power of the Holy Ghost tonight. Oh, friend, it seems that we're living in a generation tonight. Amen. It just seems like that the anointing doesn't mean as much as it one time did. I said that the anointing doesn't mean as much as it one time did. What do you mean? Amen. Because we've got preachers that can preach with the anointing or without the anointing. We've got people that can teach a Sunday school class with the anointing or without the anointing. We've got people that know how to sing. They can sing with the anointing or they can sing without the anointing. Amen. I've heard a little both. Glory to God. I like it when it's anointed. Amen. We've got musicians, amen, that they've got such abilities and talents and skill that they can play the music with the anointing or they can play it without the anointing tonight. But I've come to realize one thing tonight, church, that if we do not have the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost upon our singing and upon our preaching and upon our music and upon what the church does tonight, amen, how many know, amen, it's like sounding brass and it's like tinkling cymbals. It's just a bunch of noise if we don't have the Holy Ghost and the anointing tonight. I'll tell you what it's like. Amen. We are impotent without the Holy Ghost. I'm like a blind man that cannot see. I'm like a lame man that cannot walk. I'm crippled. Amen. I'm halt. I'm weary. If I don't have the Holy Ghost upon the ministry, amen, of the servant of God, we've got to have the Holy Ghost tonight. Amen. There was a time when the Holy Ghost was not an option. It was a necessity. I want to tell you, friend, it's still a necessity. The Holy Ghost is not an option. No, sir, it's not an option. Well, I'll just let me see if I want. No, sir, it is an option. It's a command from God. Just as much to be saved, it's an option. It's a command from God to be filled with the Holy Ghost. 
We need the power of God. We need the Holy Ghost of God. And I remember, amen, as them older saints of God that we talked about last night. I remember, amen, with them, amen, some sinner man or woman would come in the house of God and they'd be, amen. Usually you'd have them kind of services that you sometimes you wouldn't even get past the first song. Oh, would you do it again, Lord? I mean, folks, folks, just they didn't wait till the preacher gave the altar call. Amen. If they wanted to come, they got up and went. Praise God. Why? Because there was an anointing. Amen. There was a drawing by the Spirit of God. And sometimes, amen, they'd be singing power in the blood. Sometimes they'd be singing amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. And there was an anointing that began to settle over that congregation. And the drawing of the Holy Ghost began to pull sinners out of their pew. Amen. They'd come down to that altar and they'd throw their self over that altar and they pray and snort and cry and repent of their sin and the old saints of God amen would gather around them, them in a circle and they began to pray for them and they say come on son come on daughter pray through amen touch God touch him get it all right get it settled get it under the blood amen they pray until they knew they touched heaven until their sins were gone and under the blood of Jesus but I found out something about them saints of God. They would not let them up until they were seeking for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They said, man, come on now. You need the Holy Ghost. Let's pray for the Holy Ghost. Let's get a closer walk. Amen. Let's draw near to God. Get full of the power. You know why? Because them saints of God had come to the realization that we need the Holy Ghost. Amen. We need the power of God. We need the anointing of God. Amen. And more than ever before, the church needs the Holy Ghost in the they're hearted in their life. Amen. Tonight we need it. I believe tonight that without the anointing of the Holy Ghost, we are limited. Without the anointing of the Holy Ghost, you are restricted. Without the Holy Ghost tonight, you can only go so far. You can only go to certain degrees in God. You'll only know so much truth. Because the Holy Ghost will lead you into all truth. Without the Holy Ghost, amen, there is a circumference. There is a boundary line in your life. You will only go so far. You'll only be able to do so much. You'll only be able to accomplish so much for the glory of God. Amen. Without the power of the Holy Ghost abiding in your life tonight. I'm sorry if I'm boring you, but we have got to have the Holy Ghost. We've got to. I know you've heard it. I know there's been wonderful messages preached on it. And I know tonight you realize it, but I have got a job to do tonight. Amen. I've got to help the church realize that if I don't have the Holy Ghost, I I am out of place if I don't have the anointing. Amen. I'm just not in fitting in. If I don't have the Holy Ghost, I'm cutting myself short of what God wants to do in my life. Oh, yes, amen. But I believe with the Holy Ghost, with the anointing, there is no restriction. There is no boundary line. There is no stopping place. There is no circumference that can be reached. When a man or a woman will surrender themselves to God and be full of the Holy Ghost, God can do anything with you, through you, and for you when somebody's full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Get the Holy Ghost tonight. You need the anointing of God. But we must make sure it's the anointing. I said we must make sure it's the anointing. Now I wouldn't have to say something like that 50 years ago. 
I wouldn't have to worry about even mentioning something. But in this day and hour, you better make sure it's the anointing. Better make sure it's the real Holy Ghost tonight. Why you say that, preacher? Because we can get so used to church. We can get so used to form. We can get so used to formalism. We can get so used to ritualism and routine until our singing and our preaching and our activities of church become more of a performance rather than an anointing. What we do for God, what we do in the church, whether we realize it or not, amen, it can become more of a performance rather than an anointing. And if we're not careful, we will fulfill the very verse of the Bible that we have a form of godliness, but we deny the power thereof tonight. Oh, my friend, tonight we need this anointing of the Holy Ghost. Can you say amen? I'm going to preach to you tonight quickly. Amen. Three things, three reasons why we need this anointing tonight. Number one, we need the anointing. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse number 11, the Bible says there, says, And Samuel said unto Jesse, Are here all thy children? And he said, There remaineth yet the youngest, and behold, he keepeth the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him, for we will not sit down till he come hither. And he sent and brought him in, and now he was him with all of a beautiful countenance and goodly to look to. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed them in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. Hallelujah. Oh, my friend, the Bible talks, goes on there a few verses and talks about what had happened to Saul. Saul, we find, is in despair. Saul has come to a place, amen, that he is so distraught and he's so discouraged that he don't know what to do. He's walking around there in his quarters, amen. He's dragging around there, moping around. He's all depressed and oppressed and everything else. And he just don't know why I'm all of a sudden he calls one of his servants and he said his is there anybody that can help me? Is there anybody out there that you know of that might be able to encourage me? I need somebody to lift me up. I need somebody to talk to me. I need somebody to sing to me. I don't, I just need, is there anybody out there? And they said, we know somebody. Yeah. Said, we know this little fella called David. Yeah. Said, and the spirit of the Lord is with him. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Now, when you're going to have somebody to come minister to you, make sure the Spirit of the Lord is with them. Hallelujah. Amen. The last thing we need is entertainment. We need the anointing. We need the baptism. But we find it. He said, all right, you go find him for me. Bring him to me. I, I need some help. So they go and they find David. And they bring David in. David comes walking in. Amen. Dragging his heart with him. And they said, oh, David. Man, I'm so out of it. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm moaning around here and groping around. And, and I just don't know what I'm going to do. I'm so down and brokenhearted and distraught and discouraged. And that sounds like somebody testifying sometime. Glory to God. As for a good Holy Ghost testimony, somebody said, Well, I just want to stand praise the devil tonight. Just want to tell him how, how much he's been on me this week, how much, how discouraged I am, and how, how beat up I am, and how distraught that I am. But, but praise God anyway. Well, that's real encouraging. Testimony is supposed to edify the Lord. It's supposed to build up the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. So here he is. He said, Oh, I'm 
just so down and broken and discouraged. Amen. He said, could you do something? Could you, could you sing me a song, David? Oh, hallelujah. David said, what you want to hear, Saul? I don't care. You just start playing something. Start singing something. I just need some help. I need some encouragement from the Lord. I need something. Amen. And so David pulls his harp over close to it. Strums in the key of G, maybe. I don't know. Amen. But old David begins under the anointing. Under the spirit and the unction of the Lord. He begins to play that harp. And he begins to sing that song. When he begins to sing his song. And he begins to play that harp. The Bible said that the spirit of Saul. Amen. Was refreshed. His spirit. Amen. Began to be picked up. He began to be encouraged. His joy was restored. What are you saying preacher? I'm saying it took the anointing of God. It took the spirit of the Lord. Amen. To use David. And that's what I want to tell you tonight. We need the anointing. If you want to be used of God, you got to be anointed. If you want to be used of God to help somebody, encourage somebody, lift up somebody, you need the Holy Ghost tonight. You can't do it in yourself. You can't do it on your own. It's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. Saith the Lord tonight. My God, get the anointing in your life. It's going to help somebody along the way. Hallelujah. What are you saying? I'm saying when you get up here to sing, amen, don't you scrounge around for a song. Amen. Thinking, well, I don't know what I'm doing up here. Amen. If you don't know what you're doing up here, take that song and sit down. But if you got a song in your heart and you got an anointing in your life, you grab that microphone, tell them the key that it's in, and you sing it under the anointing because somebody needs to be helped in this service. When the preacher said it, anybody got a testimony? Amen. Don't stand up and do what I told you when I said a while ago. Amen. Don't brag on the devil. Don't tell us all your problems. I know we're concerned about them. We'll pray with you about it. But that's just not the time. Amen. If you've got a testimony, you stand up in that pew and you start bragging on Jesus. Start lifting up the name of the Lord. I've seen it so many times. Somebody testify under the anointing of God. And somebody over here was going through the very thing that they were testifying about that the Lord took them and he used them. What was it? It was the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. There's nothing like anointed singing. There's nothing like anointed testimonies. There's nothing like anointed worship. I tell you, there's nothing like dead worship. Amen. But there's a difference. Amen. I said people can tell when it's anointed and when it's not. People can tell when it's dead and when it's alive. And he said the dead will praise not the Lord. But he who has the life of God and the anointing, amen, will give a praise that will bring glory unto the Lord God. I'm telling you tonight, you can be used of God. And if there's anything that we need in the church tonight, it's folks, amen, that are willing to be anointed to be used of God. Oh, but preacher, you don't understand. I don't never get a chance to preach. I don't never get a chance to be in the pulpit. I never get my turn, amen, to be on the platform. I want to tell you something. Amen. The church has messed up. When they started glorifying the pulpit and they started glorifying the platform more than any other thing, it's got people in the church thinking that their ministry doesn't mean anything. It's got people thinking in the church, amen, that they, because they, amen, may clean the church and clean the restrooms and it ain't very, it's not that important. I will tell you, honey, you get anointed cleaning the toilet. You get anointed back in the floor and God will bless you. Just as much as he does evangelist Shane Cox tonight. In fact, brother, you get somebody Holy Ghost filled that'll clean the church, it'll look better than anybody else's church. 
because they're concerned about the things of God and they amen are glad to be able to be used of God oh that God would give us people that are just willing to be used I don't care I don't care about the team where I'm working I don't care amen if I I just want to be used to God hallelujah I just want to be available I don't care if I preach I don't care if I pick up paper straighten up the songbook or sweep the parking lot I just want to be used for the glory of God you get full of the Holy Ghost, you'll want to be used for him. Amen. Glory to God, and it'll bless other people. Amen. Get the Holy Ghost tonight. We need the anointing to be used of God. But not only do we need the anointing to be used of God, we need the anointing to break the yoke of sin. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 10, 27, And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of good singing. Yes. I'm sorry. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of good choirs. Uh, I'm having a problem with that. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the denomination we're in. Um, Just hang with me here. I'll get this. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of my position. No, then the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Do you realize tonight that in the year of 2001... That we have people that are coming through the doors of our churches. And they have got troubles. And they have got sins. And they've got bondage. Living in captivity. And they have got addictions. And problems and habits and sins. And let me tell you something. If God tarries his coming any further and any longer, they're going to come through those doors. They're going to sit right down beside you. And they're going to be bound by things we have never heard of. They're going to come through the door. And in the midst of the service, they're going to be sitting right on your pew. Whether you like it or not. They're going to come in, and here's the situation. Here they are in their sin. Here they are in their trouble. Here they are, amen, in their uh, addiction and their captivity. But you know what they've done, don't you? They have come to the house of the Lord expecting to find an answer. They've come to the house of the Lord hoping that this will be their day. There will be people. Amen. You say you're crazy preacher. Well, I may be, but I'm going to tell you something. There are going to be people. Amen. They have sat in their bedroom. They have put a gun to their head. And they say, my Lord, I can't take this anymore. I have went as far as I can go. And just before, Brother Wilson, they do something foolish. Just before they do something crazy. They're going to remember that little Bethel Holiness Church down the road. And they're going to lay that gun to the side. 
God. And they're going to say, before I do something crazy, I'm going to go try that church. I'm, I've heard about it. I've heard them talk about it. I've heard testimonies of what God did. And before I end this thing, I'm going to go down there believing. I'm going to go down there expecting. Amen. For God to do something for my life. And when they walk through that door, they're going to need more than just a song. They're going to need more than just a sermon. They're going to need more than just people. Amen. That know how to have church. They need somebody that's got an anointing of the Holy Ghost to be able to break the bondage that they are in tonight. Oh, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord. I'm telling you, too many people are coming to the house of God as Christian that's been in it for years. And we are not fulfilling our responsibility. You hear me? Amen. You're just taking up space. You give a few dollars in the offering. Amen. You clap your hands every now and then. But God is calling the church to a ministry, to a purpose. We've been set up on this block, not just to take up an acre of land. We've been put here to minister to the captain, to the one that's in bondage and set them free. What will it be? It'll not be softball games. It'll not be fellowship halls. It'll not be ice cream suppers that breaks the chains of sin off of their life. It'll be when a man or a woman has an anointing of the Holy Ghost to be able to lay hands on them and they shall be delivered. It was the anointing of the Holy Ghost upon Jesus when he came to the shore, a man of Galilee, as he was there upon those sandy seashores. Amen. We know that one day there was a man that stepped out of a boat bound by devils. Bound by devils, my friend. Amen. He stepped. Amen. Jesus stepped out of that boat. And when he put his foot on the ground, there was a source of power that caught the attention of the man driven by the forces of hell. So much so that he went running unto him. Let me tell you something. You got something to offer, brother. People to come. You got something. You got an answer, brother. They'll come. And so we find that he runs to him and he falls down and says, Oh, God, what do I have to do with thee? Please don't let this torment me any longer. Hallelujah. Amen. You know what Jesus did? He didn't say, Uh, uh let me see here. Uh, let me, hold on. I'll be right back. I got to go call 1 800 prayer line. Oh, uh, Where's, where's, where, where's old Oral Roberts and, and when you need them? Come on, brother. Yeah. Well, hold on, let me go get my pastor buddies and my preacher friend. And we'll, we'll be right back. I need some backup. No, 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 no. He stuck out his hand. He looked, he looked the devils right in the eyes. And he said, come out of that man, thou unclean. He didn't wrestle with him. There's people like that tonight. Oh, they need somebody that's got an anointing. They need to be free from the sin that they're in tonight. And it's the church's responsibility. It's the church's responsibility. I'm hurrying on to the last one here tonight. Listen, we need to, we need to be anointed to be used of God. We need the anointing to break the yoke of sin. And lastly tonight, we need the anointing to bless people. To bless people. Where do you get that, preacher? 
Let me take you over to a familiar story in the book of Acts chapter 3. The Bible says, it talks about Peter and John. They have just come from the upper room. They have experienced a mighty outpouring of the Holy Ghost. They have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with evidence of tongues. As the Spirit of God gave them the utterance. I want, I want to just break it down right here and talk to you a little bit. The Bible said that old Peter and John were on their way to the temple to pray. <laughs> they were on their way to the temple to pray. Now, wonder why? Wonder why they want to do that for? They done got the Holy Ghost. I don't know why they want to, why they, why they want to go to prayer meeting now for. They, they done went and they got the Holy Ghost of what they've been praying for. They got it. Well, they need to go pray anymore for. I'm preaching to you. You just don't know it. <laughs> why, 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 why in the world do we want to go down to the temple? We, we got other things to do. We done got what we needed. <laughs> we, we done, why, why, why bother with that anymore? We, we done been up there waiting for several days now. We, we got the promise now. And now let's just, let's just go do what we want to do now. Let somebody else do the praying. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. I'm feeling anointed tonight. Just let somebody else do the praying. Let somebody else do the do the to the talking to God. Now we we done did our share. We done done our part. But no, Peter and John are going to the temple to pray. You know why they're going to the temple to pray? Because even though they've received the promise. And even though they have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, they realize that there's more. Hallelujah. Amen. There's more. If they'll just get in the temple, if they'll just fall in an altar and they'll seek the face of God, they can have more today than what they had yesterday. They realize that there's more power to be had. There's a more, there's a greater anointing to be reached. Amen. There's a greater experience with God to be had. Amen. There is a further deeper walk with the, Amen. I'm telling you tonight, church, just because you got the Holy Ghost 20 years ago, don't mean you stop praying. Don't mean you stop fasting. Don't mean you stop being faithful to God. Amen. If anything, it is required more of us to have the Holy Ghost to do greater things for God to whom much is given. Much is required. Oh, glory to God. The Holy Ghost tonight, friend, they realize there was more for them. And so they've gone to the upper room. As they're on their way to the upper room to pray and seek the face of God. Amen. I like this. The Bible said that this man, lame, sat at the gate beautiful. And he sat there begging for alms, alms for the poor. And the Bible said that Peter and John came by his way. And as they're on their way to the temple to pray, they're on their way to the church house, all of a sudden, they heard the cry of this man. Now the man is saying, alms, alms for the poor. But I want, I want to tell you something. A little holy imagination here, but it works. I believe maybe what Peter and John heard was not so much alms, as they heard, help, help, somebody help, somebody help me. You see, brothers and sisters, when someone's full of the Holy Ghost and has an anointing flowing through their life, we are more sensitive to the needs of people. 
than we are when we don't have the Holy Ghost. Because when you have the Holy Ghost flowing and pumping in your life, amen, you have the heartbeat of God. And the heartbeat of God is to extend the hand to the needy. He said, Thou has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to mend the brokenhearted, to set the captive free. And they heard the cry of help. Help me. So you know what they did? Oh, Peter said, Did you hear that, John? I sure did. What do you think we ought to do about it? I think we ought to go back and help him. Now they could have just passed him on by. And went on into the church house and took care of their business. Like a lot of us do. We just go in, take care of our business and we go home. But they turn around and they go back to the man. The Bible says... That when they look, when they come toward the man, the, the man looked up upon him, expecting. Of course, he was expecting to receive silver and gold. That's what he was asking for. But he had an expectation. Oh, arms for the poor. I, I don't care what you got. Do whatever you got to be fine. I just need you to give me a little something. Oh, Peter said, uh, let me see here. No, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, John, you got, you got anything on you there, buddy? Uh, let me see here, Peter. I, no, man, I've left my billfold at home. I, I, sir, I'm sorry. We just pulled Pentecostal preachers. Uh, we, we don't have what you want. But he said, we've got what you need. We don't have what you want. But we've got what you need. Now, I want to stop right here and talk a minute. And that is, I'm going to tell you something about these boys. They already had something before they ever got in the temple. They were on their way because they had a hunger for more of God. But I'm here to tell you, brother, he's not coming out of the temple to pray for this man. He's on his way to the temple to pray. That tells me that these boys had an anointing on their life before they ever got to church. Hallelujah. They had a power flowing in them. They had a walk with God. They didn't have to go find an altar and pray through. They didn't have to say, let me see here. I owe so many back ties. I can't. I don't think God's going to use me today. I, uh, they didn't say, oh, here, let me tell you. I, I didn't fast last week. I just, let me. No, no, no. But everything's in order. And they're walking in the spirit. And they're walking in the power of God. And they heard the cry of hell. And when the cry of hell sounded, they were ready to operate in the Holy Ghost. We think we've got to have I'll fly away 100 miles an hour before we can get anointed. We think we've got to have all the instruments here, or we just can't have church. We just, if we just don't, if sister so-and-so don't sing our song, I just won't be able to shout. If brother so-and-so ain't preaching, I just can't get in. If you hear me? It doesn't take that. It takes the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. You might as well, you can't have church if the Holy Ghost ain't here. The Holy Ghost in their life, man, they're flowing, they're walking. Amen. They're ready to operate. They're ready to they're do something for the glory of God. And so they stop. And he, old Peter, says, In the name of Jesus, Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. In the name of the Lord. Reaching in his hand, pulling this man to his feet. The Bible said this man began to receive strength through his feet began to receive strength through his ankles and through his legs. And you know what he did? When the anointing came upon that brother, 
Amen. The Bible said he stood up and said, thank you, Jesus. I've been healed. Hallelujah. No, no. The Bible said he leaped up. But he didn't just leap up. But he took off walking. Started walking first. Until he realized. Something's moving that ain't used to move. Something's healed that was once broke. Something. And then he began to, he began to run. And as he began to, then he began to leap. The Bible said he went walking, leaping, praising God. Hallelujah. Oh, my friend, you know where the first place he went? I'll tell you where he went. It wasn't Walmart. It wasn't the mall. It wasn't the bank. But he went to the church house. He went walking and leaping right into the church house. They're in there trying to have their organized, dignified, freeze-dried service. First church of the Frigidaire with Pastor Icicle preaching that night. Blocking a pretty view of the baptistries, all he is doing. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. Man. <laughs> Sounds like where I want to be. Glory to God. No, no, he went, well, I mean, right in the middle, messed their service all up. Busting through the back door. Wow! Coming in, walking, jumping pews, and leaping over the altar. And he said, about that time, they said, Has anybody got a testimony tonight? <laughs> And all of a sudden, this crazy wild man comes running through the back door and says, I got a testimony! I got a testimony! Can I testify? Sure, sir. Come right on up here to the platform. Give him the microphone. Should have never done that. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. I just want to take just a little time here. I've got a testimony, and I'd just like to tell the church something. First of all, I'd like to ask the church, would you please forgive me? Oh yes, I know you're looking at me strange, but I'd like to ask you to please forgive me. You see, I realize now that all those days and months and years that I asked for the wrong thing. I want to ask you to forgive me because I pulled on your garments and I got in your way and I cried out to you. And I even got mad at some of you because you wouldn't stop by my way. He said, but I just want to ask you to please forgive me because because I know now that I was asking for the wrong thing. Would you please forgive me? Amen, brother. Yes, God bless you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But I got something else I want to say. I am the man. I am the man that sat outside the doorsteps of your church. I am the man that lay crippled, lame, a beggar. Yes, I am the man that you passed by Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. I am the man that every one of those great revivals that you had. Oh, I've seen them as they come staggering out of the doorstep saying, Oh, ain't the Holy Ghost wonderful. But I did not know what the Holy Ghost was. I heard you brag on this man Jesus, but nobody ever told me about Jesus. 
am the man that lay there as your families came out together rejoicing over the miracles as you testified of His goodness. But not a one of you ever stopped. Never reached down your hand. Never gave me a card. Never offered me a ride to the temple. Oh yes, I am that man. But I just like to stop and praise God. Because old brother Peter and old brother John just came by my way. And said, I'm here to testify tonight and tell you that he came by. He didn't come by empty. He didn't come by dry. He didn't come by shaking his head saying, man, God bless you. I'll be praying for you. Hope things get better. No, no, no. He had an answer. He had something on the inside of him that when he laid his hands on me and said in the name of Jesus, there was something that went through my body. There was something that went to the toes of my feet. And I received strength. And I received power. And he said, tonight, these old bony, scrawny legs that once were crippled, I could not walk. I could not run. I could not get up. I could not take care of myself. I could never go to the house of the Lord. I was hauled and crippled and thought I was hopeless and an outcast. But because somebody came by with an anointing, I'm blessed. I'm blessed because I can raise my legs. I can jump now. I can run now. I can do it all now. I can go to the house of the Lord now. Because somebody got an anointing of the Holy Ghost. I'm here to tell you tonight, all around us, at your job, in your family, out there at the mall, out there at the bank, down at the post office, everywhere we go, there are people that are saying, help, help, help. But are you anointed enough to sense the cry and sense the hurt of a bleeding heart that needs to know? Jesus that needs to be healed, that needs to be delivered. I'm telling you, friend, until we get that kind of sensitivity back, we need to hide ourselves in an order and don't you get up until you have the heartbeat of God and the Holy Ghost is the only thing that'll give you that kind of sensitivity. Amen, amen, amen. You see all around us, people are crying and are hurting and they're in need. They just want somebody to help them. And I found out something. How in the world can we help them out there when we need help ourselves? That's why we have revivals. That's why the preacher comes in and shakes us. That's why the hand of the Lord comes into the service and weaves His way through into our hearts and points His finger on that place that needs to be touched and soften our hearts again and bring tears to our eyes again and cause us to be sensitive to the needs of people. Somebody is just waiting for you to get anointed. They're just waiting for you to come by with the Holy Ghost power. Stephen walked by, or Peter walked by his very shadow. You know, I find out some people in this day, they like to brag a lot about the things of God in the wrong manner sometime. And 
And I've heard people get and say, I'm anointed. I, I'm anointed. Oh, I, I'm anointed. You need it. I'm anointed. You know what? A person that's anointed never has to speak up. A person that is really anointed of God, they don't have to get up. They don't have to speak up. They don't have, all they have to do is walk in the room. And hearts will be melted and heads will turn because there's a presence of the Holy One evident in their life. There's a purity. How many know there's power and purity? How many know there's power in the Holy Ghost? And a person that's walking in that, people will know it. They'll sense it. And all they need is somebody to reach out their hand and bless them. Music can come tonight and help us. And as they're coming tonight, I recall the story of David. Remember how I read over there how the Spirit of the Lord was on him. He was anointed to, to help uh, be used of God for Saul. But don't you remember, you flip over a few pages, and as he's watching his father's sheep, there's a bear that comes out. There's a lion that comes out. And you know what? The Spirit of the Lord helped him to defeat those two. Then you turn over a little bit, and guess what he's doing? He's going out against Goliath, the giant that has despised the armies of God. He goes with a slingshot. That's not logical. But you see, he's not going with a slingshot. He's going in the name of the Lord. And the Spirit of God's with him. And he goes out there and guess what? He defeats Goliath. And all through there, the Spirit of God is upon this man and he's being used in a mighty way. But then a few pages, something happens. He becomes lazy. He gets out of the will and the purpose of God. The Bible said he begins to lust after a woman. And the story goes on how he commits adultery. Goes all through that story in that part. But then you come to that Psalm 51. David finds him an altar and he begins to pray. And he says, oh God, create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. Listen what he says. Cast me not away from your presence. Take not the Holy Spirit from me. Why did he say that? He said that because David had realized one thing, church. He realized how important the Spirit of God was to a man. Because he knows without the anointing and without the Spirit of God, he cannot defeat a lion. He cannot defeat a bear. He cannot encourage the spirit of a man that's cast down. He's not able to fight against a giant man that scoffs and mocks the, ar the armies of God. And he's not able to do the great things of the Lord. And so he prays, God, whatever you do, please do not take your spirit away from me. Then you turn over a couple of more pages and guess what? He stands there in the presence of God. And this is what he prays. I shall be anointed with fresh oil from the throne. He realizes there was a place in his life that the oil was gone. 
The Spirit of God was on its way out, but he prayed through. Hallelujah. And he got forgiveness from God and made his relationship right. And, and now he says, God, if there's anything I need, I need a fresh anointing. I need fresh oil from heaven. I need fresh oil from God. I believe there's many of us here tonight, amen, that can find us an altar and say to God tonight, Lord, please give me a fresh anointing. Please, Lord. And then there's those here tonight that need an anointing that need the Holy Ghost, that need a baptism, that need the power of God to, to, what? To, to bless people, to break the yoke of sin, to be used of God, and so many other things that needs to be done that can only be done through the Spirit of God. How many tonight would raise your hand toward the Lord and say, God, I want to be anointed. 